0: i think there's this constant dissatisfaction with where we are and and this kind of uh, void between what we where we are and what we want and where we believe we should be and i think that dissatisfaction or that disappointment or um anxiety Mm. um i think it's good to remember that that is part of the reason we will get to where we want to go we just have to stay in it and stay patient and um keep ourselves afloat I think the biggest the biggest currency of success is longevity.
1: Welcome to the Seize the Yay podcast. Busy and happy are not the same thing. We too rarely question what makes the heart sing. We work, then we rest, but rarely we play, and often don't realize there's more than one way. So this is a platform to hear and explore the stories of those who found lives they adore. The good, bad and ugly, the best and worst day will bear all the facets of seizing your yay. Hello beautiful people. Even though we have our first ever live event this week, I've got a fresh new episode for you that I've had up my sleeve since my LA visit a few months ago. I was so lucky to catch our legendary friend Lincoln Eunice for a chat about his amazing journey from country Victoria to the bright lights of Hollywood, where he is fooling even his co-stars with his American accent. I recorded this almost straight off the plane after 24 hours of transit and was a little jet-lagged, so while I'm usually not terrible at managing time and guiding our conversation through each segment, I'd say I was a little less on the ball this one and got carried away in the way TA more than usual, which is still fascinating and filled with chuckles, so apologies there. Link is incredibly ambitious, switched on and humble, and I hope you enjoy this chat as much as I did. Link. Hello. Thank you so much for coming.
0: Oh, thank you for visiting me in LA.
1: I know. I flew all the way over just for Mm -hmm. this. You should be really grateful. No, I know. know. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. This is... Amazing. We're sitting in the Mondrian looking out over LA and it's beautifully sunny. It's like the perfect Sunday. I
0: know you brought it with you. Actually, no, LA is always I know. I,
1: know. <laughs> I was like, well that's yeah. really kind of you. You didn't even though. bring me
0: Australian coffee. I've still <laughs> got this American coffee here. I
1: tried, I'm, you know. But
0: customs were like we can't have good things coming into this country. <laughs> oh yeah.
1: Other, otherwise they'll know. Mm-hmm. Everyone will leave. I know. <laughs> Although I feel like the coffee's getting better. The Aussies are moving in
0: was are moving in, but I think our taste buds are just getting worse oh, you're just over kidding. here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. standards are like, just slowly yeah, lowering. Yeah, I got here and I was like, what is this? And now I'm like, it's pretty good. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's pretty good. My bar's just, you know, yeah, it's, it's dropped right down. Lowering. Yeah. <laughs> Expectation management. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So the first section is always way TA, which is how you got to where you are. But before we start, I always ask the same question. And particularly for you, I think this is a great question. What is the most down to earth thing about you? Because... Even the people who are really good at sharing all the sides of their life, you know, yeah. it's still social media. Just still allows us to create this really glossy surface. And particularly yeah. when you're working on like amazing primetime shows in LA, and you're like, you know, have these amazing roles. It looks very glossy when you're at launches and you're like, oh, out so huh? Magazine <laughs> shots.
0: Well, I mean, I'm sitting here in my <laughs> mix matched active wear. I love it. And shoes that I've had for years now. So. And know. that
1: Aussie accent. I and forgot the, that you have an Aussie accent. No, that
0: hasn't gone away. Yeah. <laughs> Although sometimes I have to articulate a lot more over here because people don't understand what I'm saying.
1: I know. Yeah.
0: You know You know what? Recently oh, – what did I say recently? Oh, I keep – don't say oh, where's the bin here.
1: It's the trash.
0: Yeah, the trash. Oh. And they just – I still – it's been almost two years and I still go, hey, do you have a bin here? And they're like,
1: what? A what? <laughs> I'm
0: like – uh, the, put the rubbish And they're like Oh trash Oh yeah <laughs> Oh my god. I know I know And you can't say How'd you go Oh
1: They don't have ed- Yeah this. so
0: like a friend Went into an audition The other day And I said Oh how'd you go She was like How did I go Like oh. by car I was like no, What No I was like Really I-? She goes Grammatically It makes no sense I was like How did you oh. go yeah, so there's there's a few weird things here. But. I
1: love those though and I forget yeah. and then I come back and I'm like, oh my God, no, in, in the trunk. like In the trunk, yeah. Can you get my bag out of the boot? And yeah, like, at least you haven't
0: said thongs the, here. And then, that's, <laughs> that's fun, that's fun. Yeah, and two on
1: my feet, yeah. what? Yeah,
0: and it's quite interesting when you order coffee as well because I got here and I said, hey, can I get a long black? And they went. Sorry, what? I went, I mean, sorry, flat white. And they went, what? And I was like, I... Just no, gonna colours. I'm gonna, no colours. Uh, I'm going to... No colours. I'm going to leave now. Bye.
1: A culturally neutral yeah. coffee, please. Yes, please. Politically
0: correct coffee. Thank you. Um, oh, my God. Yeah, you
1: don't think
0: of that. I know. In answer to your question, I don't know. I think I'm, I'm pretty consistently the same. I've, I always have been, so... Oh, that's yeah. so weird.
1: It hasn't gone through your head just no, yet. I no, I don't. No, and it won't. It won't. I don't. I don't
0: really change.
1: Oh, that's good. I love that. I actually changed out of activewear because I was wearing activewear this morning. I was like, "Is it inappropriate?"
0: Not at all. And
1: now I'm like, "Damn, I put on proper clothes." Oh, now did you show me up. I feel very I, uncomfortable <laughs> sitting in this retro in room. hotel room. <laughs> I was like, "Link, I'll have a coffee waiting for you." Yeah, I was like, "Oh, thank you." <laughs> so gangster. So, you're way TA. I think one of the really important things to go through for everyone is that even if you end up finding your dream job and living a life every day that you're excited about, no one wakes up like that. It always takes so many, you know going down the wrong path or not years of not knowing what you want to do. And like going away from it and together, or like I just feel like everyone's pathway is such a mishmash and it's easy to forget that everyone's been through that. So to yeah. remind everyone <laughs> that you don't always know from the start what's happening, tell us about very young Lincoln. So all the way back to the start Oh
0: lordy, when uh, you were
1: at Flora Hill Secondary.
0: Oh, wow. That as was, a child. That was a very long time ago. <laughs> um,
1: were you cool at school? I was
0: definitely not cool. Um, I moved around a lot as a kid. So I, my mum was a journalist. She was this Ah. incredible journalist. um, And she was a wonderful writer. And back when journalism had integrity, you know, newspapers weren't archaic. Uh, She was, you know, always doing invest. I can never say this word. Investigative. Investigative. Yes. Amazing. It. Yes. It's on
1: record as well. Yeah. It's like <laughs> nailed it.
0: Um, she, she was doing that since, you know, since I remember. And so we moved around, it was single mum. We moved around a lot. Uh, I probably went to about seven different schools. Oh my God. Yeah, and like something like 15 houses.
1: Whoa. Um, so we
0: moved around a lot with her. And we used to grow up, like, sorry, we used to go to school and then we'd come to the newspaper office and we'd be there till about midnight.
1: Oh, and wow. then
0: we go home, you know, sleep, go to school, and so the newspaper office weirdly became our home. So we we knew everyone there. Um, you know, used to have dinner there and watch TV and do my homework, and <laughs> and then it that developed into. I used to review movies for the papers. because Yeah, because I'd I'd be able to get him for free. And that made me feel pretty cool. Wow. Yeah, so I could take a friend. (laughs) Oh, you had
1: a plus one. uh, I had a
0: plus one. um, (laughs) And I was like, hey, do you want to be my plus one to this movie? And all the girls were like, absolutely not. And I was like, damn. (laughs) Actually, there is a funny story. I remember. (laughs) Hey, Rebecca Hoskin, if you're listening. (laughs) um,
1: Shout out Rebecca.
0: Years and years ago when I was in year five. I think it was year five. Yeah. I... Did that? Th- I was such a shy kid.
1: I actually read that. I was like, really? oh yeah, I was I was
0: incredibly shy. Anyway, I I wrote this note and I like it was in class and I did the whole thing. I was like, hey, would you like to come to the movies with oh me? Oh my god! And she was on the other side of the room and it was during class, so I had to do the like pass along to a friend thing. And so it went all around the room, and
1: everyone saw it. Right?
0: <coughs> I th- well, I don't know. People were pretty good about it. They just passed Integrity. along, right? Integrity, Integrity. back then, mm-hmm. and it got to her, and she she opened it up and smiled and then looked up at me and like smiled and then wrote on the thing and i got so excited and it came back around and just said no (gasps) (laughs) oh my god I was like,
1: oh I can't believe she made eye My contact. My first
0: heartbreak. She made she made eye contact what and a smiled. Cold
1: hearted oh, witch. It was
0: cold. That's brutal. And that's when I learned how the world works.
1: <laughs> and that's when I learned <coughs> women I was stay like, oh, away from that. I was like, I'm never
0: gonna love again. Um, no, so That's
1: character building.
0: <coughs> it was character building. And um so I got very good at going to the movies by myself, Aww, which I actually Rick. love. Um <laughs> But I I wanted to be – there's a few answers to this. I wanted to be a soccer player. So I played soccer since I was three um, and I was quite good at it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I went through all the different representative squads and, and rankings and all that kind of stuff. And I found the higher up I went, the more political it got, mm-hmm. which a lot of, you know, kind of, a lot of sport, elite faculties, like, yeah. <laughs> you know, do, whether it's acting or soccer or all that kind of stuff. But I – I started enjoying it less and less. So when I got to about 18, uh, there was a bit of a crossroads where I chose acting over soccer. But where the acting actually came from was I wanted to do a million different things. I wanted to be a million different things and I wanted to be the expert in a million different things. And (laughs) obviously you can't feasibly do that. And I realized that you can live many lives in one life if you're an actor. And you're put in front of, you know, if you're lucky enough to get certain roles, you're put in front of, you know, experts in their field and you get this intensified kind of experience of what it would be like to be, you know, a person in in different walks of life for a short amount of time.
1: That's so cool. Yeah. I've never heard of anyone coming into it for that. Yeah. But that's so interesting because, yeah, you get to – you're like (laughs) – I don't know what I want to be. I'll just be everything. Yeah. I was, I was, <laughs> and um, anything. So
0: essentially all actors are greedy. Yeah. Um,
1: <laughs> or indecisive. Or indecisive. <laughs> Very indecisive. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Wow. So I read that your initial, like, spark, the love for acting was sparked through a school production of oh. Peter Pan. Yes. <laughs> were you yes. Peter? Or well, were I, you not? I, I <laughs>
0: what what, oh, what you think about? You know, you know, left shark in that Katy Perry video or whatever it was. Yeah. Yeah, I was, I was, right up the back, third from the left pirate, oh. and I killed it.
1: I <laughs> can imagine your one line. Oh yeah, didn't even have a line, but. Oh
0: my I, I used that sword, <laughs> probably. No, I'm... um, that that was funny. That came about. So when I was incredibly shy. I thought maybe performing would would give me confidence because I could escape into someone else. Yeah. So, um, this opportunity came up to go to Japan to do this global rock, Stedford, which was Peter Pan. And at the time, I was learning Japanese, and I had grown up loving, you know, anime and Zelda. The, the <laughs> video game is probably the most important thing to me. Uh, so I
1: mean that's your down to earth fact. I
0: mean oh yeah, right there. Yeah, we well, link links the hero in the game and my name's <laughs> yeah. Link. So, um, so I had a, a lot of different um, connections to Japan and I'd always wanted to go. So I said, yes, I have performing experience. <laughs> Definitely. My resume uh, is my resume very is so extensive. long. <laughs> the file isn't large enough. It's too large to send. So. Um, <laughs> I weaseled my way in, and then um got to Japan, and we travelled around for like two weeks in Tokyo, which I was the greatest experience. That's amazing. Ever. And then uh, got to performing night, and I, I uh, asked the help of, of the professional uh, performers to quickly get me up to scratch, and um went out on stage and and actually had the best experience and saw wow. and saw the kind of. Um, connection between you know the japanese audience and us and the the feeling that performing can uh, evoke and oh that was where it kind of uh, solidified me wanting to to act
1: that is so cool yeah. i had no idea it was in japan yeah it was in japan i had this tokyo. picture of you like
0: it was in tokyo as a i remember no nah, like, well like... i was i was in Vendigo at the time <laughs> yeah. but they they got people from all around the country that and yeah 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 it was crazy um,
1: And it's so good for people to know as well that, like, as a shy kid, you know, you don't have to be that rambunctious, like, person right up in the front of your school class to be a good actor. Like, it it can come out of not having that confidence in your own life and wanting to be, you know, to to kind of... Yeah, I just think that's really interesting.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, I kind of... I think I always was drawn towards the, the quiet people, other mm. people that didn't have friends or were, were a bit weird. Um, because <laughs> that's I, I why kind we're of, here today. I know, and that's how we ended up in this hotel yeah.
1: room. <laughs> in Go this us. weird hotel yeah. room. <laughs> in this very weird hotel room. <laughs> it suits us. It's,
0: it's, it is. Um, so, and that kind of... Um, yeah, it's funny. You, you get, I guess, better in this industry and, and life at normalising your weirdness. Mm. I, remember, I know this is such a weird <laughs> thing to say, but I remember, so I did philosophy at school and it was my favourite subject and I remember this conversation which just stuck with me which is, it's like you come into this life and you're in a room and there's, there's nothing there, right? And you're this kid. And then as you're thrown into society and, and norms and conditioning and language, these boxes start appearing and you're like, oh, this box looks cool and you put it in the room and you put it in the room and... And at some point in your life, you realize the room is full of boxes and then you spend the rest of your life trying to remove the boxes oh. to get back to, what, to where you were. And it's funny because I always think about that and I'm always like, I think at, at the end of the day, who you were, you know, who you really are was kind of when you were a kid or when you were a teenager. And it's very difficult to kind of have a resolve about that's who I am, yes. and especially in this industry, I find, and especially in a time of social media and whatnot, it's like, mm. you know, I, I confuse myself, I get confused, and um, but every now and then I, I just go, wait, hang on, I'm going down the path of of what I think I should be yeah. and what you know society I think expects, and yeah. it's trying to get back to.
1: That's you know, amazing.
0: I am that kind of weird shy kid, but I'm also a lot of other things. So it's like, you know,
1: just desi- shuffling your boxes. Yeah, <laughs> deciding how many boxes you want to have in the room. I love that so much. And that's why I always start, not necessarily with the career that people know the guest from, mm-hmm. but back at the very beginning, because I think that instructs If you ever get lost on your path, going back to your childhood self and the things that really like lit you up then are the things that later when you connect all the dots, you're like, oh, it was there all along. Like I just got lost in expectation and, uh, you know, the burden of should and yeah. and what people think and and trying to please everyone and ultimately the people who have come back to what makes them yay are the people who have come back to like that inner child completely and you have all the ingredients there just go back to what you did when you had no conditioning
0: yeah yeah and it's it, there's an added element as well with acting where you're you're kind of conditioned to adapt to mm. situations and and there is a lot of you know they say fake it till you make it which there is a lot of that happening but I think it's as well it's kind of going. I don't know what the hell is happening. Um, you know, I've got imposter syndrome where I feel like I don't deserve to be here. Mm. Um, they're going to find me out. Yeah. You know, they're going to know that I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, and there's just so many people perpetually doing that. Yeah. And, um, and then the, on the other side, there are people that are very, they're like, I know what I'm doing and I'm very good at it. I'm this and this and this. And you find out they don't mm. know what they're doing and they're not as good as they put out. And so there's this you're You're always trying to um, mediate between um, where you fit in, I guess on that like weird on that, spectrum, on that weird of- <laughs> spectrum of confidence and uh, and doubt yeah,
1: yeah that is it's so interesting to call it a spectrum as well because I think it is like this ongoing tension between back yourself but be humble but always learn and think that you've always you know never think that you're you're there but also believe that you're good enough to do things you can't you know that are impossible like it's just such a yeah, confusing you know what was really
0: confusing when I when I first um came over here uh, this was years ago so kind of just quickly backstory with LA um I've been working consistently in Australia for a number of years and that was amazing and then it got to a point where I was like I need to come over and because I had American reps at the time and I was like I need to come over and you know give them some time and do mm. the work here and kind of try and create a footprint and when i got over here you know there was a lot of meetings with you know amazing people and all that kind of stuff and you go in they go and they go oh you've you know you've done a lot of things here and you're like coming from an australian uh, background where i think there is that either inbuilt modesty Mm. or you just don't want to get you know
1: you don't want to get too big for your boots and
0: with that as well and it's but people like you know there is there is that weird complex in Australia where uh, people are quick to shut you down if you if you you know mm. stand out from the crowd too much you know the tall poppy thing in mm. in some ways which it has its benefits but it also has its you know negatives and it's funny when I got over here because I'd have someone reading you know the resume and they're like wow you you know you've done a lot of things da 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 and I I kind of go oh yeah yeah well you know I've been very lucky and da da, yeah. da. and what I didn't realise was. It's a completely different culture over here, and what they're really saying is, "Are you, um, are you competent to do the job?"
1: Yeah, they need and, and reassurance I was Yeah,
0: well, they're just going basically. And if they'd worded it like, "Can you do the job?" I'd be like, "Hell yeah!" But yeah. but the way that it came across was, "Oh, I am." Um,
1: I'm not really sure. Yeah, I'm. I'm kind of you know, incompetent,
0: and they just can't. Wow. Yeah, they don't want to see doubt in a lot of ways. They don't yeah. want to see that kind of thing. So it was just. It was interesting recalibrating the way in which you carry yourself in certain situations over here, mm. um, especially if you're someone who has anxiety or, or doubts mm. or is shy. Yeah, you know, it can be very. Uh,
1: it's uncomfortable for anyone. intimidating
0: sometimes. Yeah.
1: Yeah, to put them so we're not great at pitching ourselves. I think just Definitely Generally, not. even Definitely. confident people, you never have to really do it.
0: No, I had an interview the other day that was like. <laughs> So, um, what did she say? She goes, "So describe yourself," and I was like, "Oh, that is the worst That is question. literally the worst question <laughs> you could ask me because immediately, I don't know how to describe myself.
1: <laughs> I'm just kind of adequate, I'm, you, know? Yeah. you know, like you know, it's just it's just you know, I'm eh. so so like. Yeah. Eh, eh. I'm going through a tunnel. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> oh yeah. I can imagine the transition would be. It's just like I think you assume before you move to a new country. It's different when you're a for, like when you're traveling. But I think you assume if we speak the same language, our culture's the same. Yeah. But there's so <clears> many subtleties, even in like I find that in business that I'm like, no, we're the same. We're on the same page. Nothing is the same.
0: No, like, it's really not.
1: You can't come at things from at a problem or at a pitch or at anything from the same perspective. No.
0: And, so. It, and, it, and it's, it's so interesting actually now having lived in L.A. Um, consins, like consistently because I had been coming and going for three-month stints, which a lot of actors, you know, do. Mm. Um, and you have to do because you come over on a travel visa. And, oh, yeah, and, and you have like, to go home at the end have of it. You to <laughs> go home at <laughs> it and, and, you know, if you didn't get a job, you go home broke and, you know, have to go back and save and do all that kind of things. Um, but if you do get a job and you do get an one and you're over here, after the, you know, when you're not working or when, when you've lived here long enough, you realise that there's this, this, this interesting dynamic in LA where it, it's very hard to make it at home because there, is always, there are always things happening all the time. Mm. The, you know, there's all, always events. There's always, like, you know, people having dinners, um, parties, going to do things. And it's funny because you, you don't really do that anywhere else in the world as as consistently as here and so every now and then you kind of have to to stop and go oh it's okay if i stay at home for a day and <laughs> just watch netflix or yeah. <laughs> or stare at a wall or you know i don't have to be on this maybe scene. i'm going to order yeah you know books or like just something and to ground yourself in that ways is, is really important out here because mm. i think you know you can get into this fast cycle of things happening and you're doing a lot of things, but mm. also time is just passing and you're kind of like, I don't know where my equilibrium is. Yeah. You know?
1: And I think it's one of those markets as well where you're. there's always going to be something bigger and better out <clears throat> there. So if you can't learn to deal with that uncertainty yeah. and still take time, then you're just going to get eaten up because it'll never, you'll never get to this finite point of like, I've done all the auditions and positions that I ever need to do. Yeah. I'm going to chill now. Like that yeah. that won't come to no, you. So ne- you have to ne- create it, it yourself. Never comes. Yeah. It never comes. And yeah.
0: um and so things like, you know, sitting down and reading a book. Mm. And it's it is, it is really difficult in LA because it's always beautiful weather.
1: I know. Always. How would you ever stay inside? Like it rained the other day, <laughs>
0: which is so rare, and I was so happy because I was like, "Hey, I'm not going to feel guilty inside. about not leaving the house. <laughs> I'm Just going to sit inside." Oh, that's so <laughs> it good. That was wonderful.
1: So there's a whole section (coughs) on what we do on a rainy day for for joy at the end, which is called Play TA. But first, I just want to go back to how you got from you know finishing school and then I think you started a bachelor of arts, is that right? I did, yeah. Melbourne Uni, yeah. From that to I'm going to throw myself into acting full time, and then going from quite an established Australian actor then to deciding to make the move from LA to LA, sorry, because I think that. That's another thing is like now it looks like it was all really smooth. I'm sure it was not.
0: Yeah, no, definitely not.
1: And making the decision to defer to firstly start uni and where you thought that would get you mm-hmm. and then deciding to stop and then also how that then played out with like what do you do then? Sure. Did you have a job lined up or were you like I can't even do auditions while I'm at uni? Like yeah. how do you kind of balance that all out? And you were at NIDA as well and how did that
0: Oh, uh, yeah. So, um, so the way it worked for me – Was I was in Bendigo I finished Year 10
1: (laughs) I can't imagine you in Bendigo Oh yeah So cute I was in
0: Bendigo Yeah (laughs) <laughs> in the go, uh, <laughs> just a little mall rat. Well, what do they say? The mess of, the, mal, the mal rat. The mal rat. Oh god! I remember there was this gang in Bendigo called the Borough Boys, and they used to just turn oh up my to, god! They used to turn up to parties and just bash the crap out of everyone. Oh my god! I know. It Punch was it was ruthless. Oh. It was ruthless back then. Um, because
1: it's a tough. It It was a tough, t- was to a tough existence. <laughs> oh yeah. Um,
0: no, so at the end of year ten. Um, I I had you know had decided I wanted to be an actor that's what I decided and um, my mum very graciously found a job in Melbourne moved us to Melbourne because that's where you know realistically there was no opportunities for what I wanted to do in Bendigo unfortunately Mm. so we had to move to Melbourne um, which we did and then while I was doing year 11 I uh, was shopping around for an agent um, which I had no idea how to do and I had this um, un- unbelievable support system uh, in a guy called David Ensor who was a family friend and kind of in a lot of ways like a, a pseudo dad and mm. he he helped me in so many ways to try and find you know an agent and all that kind of stuff and, and has since um, and then we found oh he he actually paid he actually paid for me to go do a short course because um, I'd never done any acting oh so he paid for me to go to uh, this night a short course, which was the only you know kind of thing I'd done, and, and went to Adelaide to stay with this Korean family. I slept <laughs> on the floor. It's like an exchange. <coughs> it was unbelievable, uh, and uh, I have no idea what I ate, but it was <laughs> pretty yeah. wacky. I pickled loved it. whatever, pickled, it was pickled <laughs> something. Yeah,
1: anything. <laughs> yeah, a lot of kimchi. I was like, yeah. okay. Um, I mean, at least your gut would have been healthy. Oh,
0: my gut was great. um <laughs> And then uh, I came back and then I found eventually this um, agent called Joanna who who is very Polish. Uh, is, <laughs>
1: that, go, is that why you know about the pierogi?
0: Uh, no, I just went to Poland a couple of years ago. Oh. But, but I, I, I think that was the origin of the Polish dumpling obsession. It wow. goes way uh, back. <laughs> it goes way back. The pierogies <laughs> run deep. Um, <laughs> Nara, so, and she said, she was like, darling, I will give you a month. Maybe two months, and uh, if you get the job, then yes. And I was like, okay, which was, which Guys, was great.
1: I see why Link is a, is a big actor. Like, <laughs> that was amazing. I just, you just turned into an old Polish woman. Oh, wow. She, she was a gangster, man. <laughs> she was
0: such a gangster. And so I was like, ah, oh, crap, okay. And so I remember I went away to this, um, went away to a friend's place, and I got my first audition. And my first audition was Tangle
1: which ah, I got yes So I for like <coughs> three years a couple
0: of years yeah so I did that for three years and, mm-hmm. and I remember it was funny I didn't have a printer I had no <laughs> idea how to audition I, I knew nothing and so the way I <laughs> learned it was I like rewrote it on my like school book over and over again to oh try and my learn gosh. it and then I turn up to this audition and we had to go through all these different stages and then I got the role and Romeo, Romeo, uh,
1: <laughs> and that
0: was that was during year eleven. Um, and oh my
1: gosh, you were in school. I was man. in school,
0: yeah. And um, wow, yeah, it was pretty cool. And and my dad in the show was Ben Mendelsohn, and my mom was Justine Clark. and then there's a whole slew of unbelievable um, older actors in the cast. And so that was my first kind of
1: what a first intro gig.
0: into into acting. And um, and
1: you won an award for that. I did As an yeah. Astro Award. Yes,
0: I did. Like it's your cool.
1: first gig ever.
0: I know it was pretty cool. <laughs> it was pretty cool. Um, and so I did that. F- I did the first season in year eleven, and then year twelve because I, I was a big nerd. I really wanted to focus on on school, <laughs> on my studies. On my studies. Um, so so it was like. I'm, so I was like, I'm not gonna do any you know acting stuff this year, which I did end up doing it, and I did an episode on City Homicide. I
1: saw that. Oh my oh, god! You have not
0: seen it. I Pick haven't it. seen it. What, no. What? what I was playing an emo and. It was hilarious because I had – they they gave me this long fringe. Oh, my God. They put mascara on my eyes. They gave me piercings. <laughs> Shut they up. They had like choker chains on. Oh, my like, God. I look unrecced somewhere, somewhere oh, in the recesses find it. of the internet. I'm going to find it. Yeah, you'll find it. It's, I'm going to spend the
1: whole next week. It's
0: hilarious. Not doing
1: my business retreat. Yeah. Just I like. look like
0: Emo Ellen. It's unbelievable. <laughs> Emo
1: Ellen.
0: E- Emo Ellen DeGeneres. It was amazing. <laughs> um and it was very funny because that audition, I remember I was in the car. I think, yeah, mum drove me and I had, I was like, I'm going to go method. And I had black hair dye and I was putting it on in the car. Like and getting I, into the room. Yeah, role. yeah. And I walked in with this like dripping hair dye and I was like, hi. And, <laughs> and four, I acted like an emo. And I, anyway, I got it. And the funny thing was um, I was still in school. So I rocked up to school afterwards and I couldn't get rid of the eye makeup. Oh I couldn't God. get rid of it. And so I got... Brutal. Oh, brutal. I
1: can't imagine schoolboys. Like now, it's like, oh, he came from an acting gig. That's amazing. Oh, my God.
0: It was, it was, it was pretty you funny. You have got torn oh, out. Oh, yeah. I was like, I was like
1: how, how do women take off mascara? How does this work? <laughs>
0: Like not it, out. I mean the I, I mean the toilet, trying to like rub it out with soap, with these and big I was like, panda
1: ah, eyes. Ah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> anyway, so that was funny, and then I finished year twelve. Um, I got the marks I wanted, and then I, I wanted to go into law at Melbourne Uni, mm. but they didn't have an undergrad, so I had to. I went into arts, mm-hmm. and I did six months of that, which had the best time. Um, I also did the second season of Tangle during that time. Oh my um, gosh. And essentially, what happened was I found a way. Sounds so weird. I found a way to rot the system. I, f- I found a way to. <laughs> I was very good at essays. I found a way to write essays at the last minute um, and, and get a- good marks. And I realized I wasn't learning anything. Okay. Like I what I was like. This isn't school anymore. Like yeah. no one gives a shit about how you know how you do or anything like that. Yeah. This is about what interests you in life. Mm-hmm. You know, and what is gonna fulfill you. Mm. And I didn't really, after a semester there, I was like, I don't know if this is the, you know, I don't know if I'm actually getting anything out of this. It's like, it's all well and good to get good marks, but, but this is to go into a, a thing in life that you want to carry, you know, through. Yeah. Um, so at that time, I felt like I needed a change. I went to book a flight to London and as soon as I went to book the flight to London, I got home and away.
1: Oh my god!
0: And so <laughs> I then
1: I. I love hearing people's stories in order because you're like, ah, that makes sense. Yeah, 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 wow. yeah.
0: And so then I moved. Um, I Moved out to of Sydney? home. I moved to Sydney. Um, oh my I Moved gosh. into this crack building in Bronte. And when I say <laughs> crack building, it looked honestly like the biggest dump, and it was my favourite place I've ever stayed in. I wow. made it. I made it this pat like bachelor pad.
1: And Bronte's
0: so beautiful. Bronte's so beautiful. I I like took three months to buy a couch and then I, like i was sleeping on the floor
1: <laughs> with nothing
0: in this apartment because i was like
1: glam acting life
0: <clears throat> yeah well i was like i'm you know i'm not getting paid very much at all i was like i need to save up and mm-hmm. i found this couch that i wanted so i waited three months bought the couch and oh. then i slept on the couch <laughs> oh, Nice, uh, and moving then, up in
1: the world yeah Link. and
0: then slowly like you know Built up this place into something that I I really loved. That's awesome. But the funniest thing was I used to get home drunk, and I on the facade of the the building were these bricks, right,
1: <laughs> that you
0: could push in, like, the, like when Harry I say when bricks. I yes, and so I'd be like Diagon Alley. <laughs>
1: Literally, oh my god, I did not know that you were going to say something about I Harry Potter. L-
0: literally did that shit. Wow. Oh. And, and, and Sarah, the, the depressing thing is, no one was around.
1: I said, should you So do? it'd
0: be by myself at 3 a.m. and I'll push in a brick and I go, Diagon Alley, and I'd laugh hysterically and I'd go into my house. Like, like And a that's it.
1: Like, wow. Wow. Yep. That's. Amazing
0: It was pretty funny
1: I can't believe I said Harry Potter bricks Before I knew What you were going to say And then you were like Yes exactly I loved Harry Potter (laughs) Me too Yeah so I was like Oh my god And then
0: eventually I was like I should probably Stop pushing bricks in Uh, By myself. By myself. What if
1: one day you ended up somewhere else? You'd be like, what happened? I was like, oh my God, I'm here. I'm Harry Potter. I I got my letter. Yes. Um, I've been waiting for that letter. I've been waiting I'm still waiting. I mean, I'm still...
0: I see an owl and I'll be like, huh? Yeah, Uh, yeah,
1: at the zoo I'm like, (gasps) "Edward." (laughs) Edward.
0: So that happened and then I was on Home and Away for... Three and a half years. Um, Casey in that, Braxton. <coughs> Casey Braxton. In that time, I left to do the third season of Tangle. Okay. And then came back, f- finished Home and Away, which was a very big portion of my life, which mm. I love. How many years was it? It was three and a half. Wow. Yeah, it was like 700 episodes. It was a long, oh my long gosh. time. It was a long time.
1: Do you feel like that's where you made your acting bones? Like, is that...
0: No, I, I, I feel like... I feel like Tangle...
1: Was that. Was that. Mm. And
0: I feel like Home and Away solidified the foundations of technique in terms of like hitting your mark, Mm. consistently learning things, having to always perform on the first take because you don't have time, having Ah. to make the most of a situation where it might be difficult to – you know, because the writers don't have much time, you know, to write the material. They're they're constantly churning it out. We were very lucky because we had – uh, a really interesting dynamic and we had this kind of, you know, uh, family that they hadn't really had on the show before. It was kind of, in a lot of ways, this amazing kind of golden period of, of Home and Away mm. for us especially because we got all these cool storylines and characters and we had this long arc which carried through. But, you know, so when when you're writing things that quickly, it can sometimes be difficult to... because you're always trying to put exposition in. You, it can be difficult to write um, language that, that comes out uh, truthfully you know mm. so trying to turn material sometimes that is the exposition into something that sounds normal Natural, and yeah. like a conversation yeah. <laughs> that was a skill in itself so so learning that and, and kind of trying to perfect that, that that was one of the really amazing things I took from it and as well it became a family you know when you mm. work in every single day for three and a half years with the with same people <laughs> you, you become a family for better or for worse and yeah. and I just I really loved and the, the cast and crew are unbelievable so I had the best time on that and then it came to a time where it felt like it was the the uh the right time to leave mm-hmm. which I always try and you know I, I don't want to overstay ever um and I think that's a
1: really good thing to yeah be, yeah Why you don't want to get too comfortable no,
0: and I also want to leave while things are good, mm. you know? Like I don't... Mm.
1: You don't want to fizzle anywhere.
0: No, and I think especially for an audience um, just from that side of things, like, you know, you always want the audience wanting more. You don't want them to be like, why is this still on? Mm. Or why, you know, we're bored. Like, <laughs> Go. Yeah, go. Can't please not you just leave. kill him off leave. somehow? Yeah.
1: Send him to Diagon Alley.
0: Just, just please put him in the brick wall. <laughs> um, and so that, that was the time to leave. And then I left and I took my mum to Ireland and we did this publicity oh. tour, which was pretty Oh amazing. my gosh. Oh, it was unbelievable. She she'd never, She's Irish and she's, Is ne- she? she's part Irish, yeah.
1: Oh my God. And, and you're half Lebanese as well?
0: Yep. So I'm half Leb and half Australian <laughs> <You're leer>. Irish. <laughs> <You're leer>. <laughs> <laughs> Gific. Um Yeah, and so... Uh, I went there with mum, which was really special because she'd never been wow. and um, and we just had the greatest trip and then I went from there to LA I landed in LA and I got a job back home
1: Oh my gosh So were you, were you going at that time to move? Yes and, Oh my gosh and, and you know the
0: funny thing was, Sarah I had done the whole, you know, going away party oh and no. Packed up all my stuff and then literally was back like a week later and everyone was like, wait, didn't you just leave? <laughs> I was like, "Hey!" <laughs> so then I, so that was pretty funny. It's and like so, so awkward. So I don't really <laughs> say goodbye anymore, and um, you get you very, never know what's gonna happen. You, well, you make plans literally so they can change. Like, yeah. there's no certainty ever, or you know, logic in this industry. <laughs> so yeah. you can you can be sure if you like book a holiday and you're like, you know what, I'm doing this. You won't get to the yeah. holiday. Um, so you just don't do that so you just, There's just no certainty. No, book do, anything. No, but if you don't book anything, then Nothing you don't happens. get a role. So oh.
1: you're
0: like, ah, oh, <laughs> damn it. Um, so then, I, yeah, I, got, I came back. I did Love Child. I then got a, went straight into a show called Hiding, mm-hmm. did Hiding, and then did Down Under, which is the film about the Cronulla riots.
1: Oh, yes. Yeah. I did read that.
0: Which was um, an unbelievable experience.
1: Was film dramatically different to TV?
0: Uh, yeah, not dr- Yeah, in some ways. Different shots, mm-hmm. um, different format. Abe Forsyth, who is the writer director, has a really unique, wonderful way of storytelling. And so just navigating that was, was a different experience and just wonderfully, you know, fulfilling. But yeah, look, in a lot of ways at the end, it, it is a different format. It is a different medium. So you kind of, like I was saying before, you just do your best. Yeah. You, you know, you just hope you out. hope it's it's the right kind of thing. And then I did another season of Love Child and then I was like, I need to go to the States now. Yeah. And so I went to the States. Um, I packed up everything. I didn't tell anyone. <laughs> uh, and then I got over here and spent three months And then right at the end of the three months, which was the edge of my visa, so Mm -hmm. I had to go back, um, I got a test deal for a thing here. The way that works is it's different in America because in Australia, you might have a few auditions and then get the role or Mm -hmm. not get the role. Over here, you can have eight auditions and then you might get a test deal. And what the test deal is, you get a pre-negotiated contract, but there's two others usually that are
1: on that Pre-negotiated saying. as well. Oh. And so then
0: the studio decides, and then if you get approved by the studio, the network has to decide. Whoa. And then if you get approved by the network, then you might get the role, but you also might get recast at the table read. So it's like pretty ruthless over yeah. here. Anyway, I didn't get that, so then I went back home. I came back over here for three months, and then it was around the time where Oscars So White happened, the Oscars where it was just whitewashed, and yeah. and so there was a big backlash against, you know, anyone that's Caucasian kind of thing. And yeah, so yeah, yeah. Uh, diversity, rightfully so, you know, became the prominent uh, thing for that pilot season. So there just wasn't any opportunities. Um, and it was funny because when I got over here, I'd just come from the like the Lebanese role. So I had long hair <laughs> and I looked more Lebanese and I had a beard. And oh I got God. here and I was like, hey, should I keep this? And my agents were like, definitely not. <laughs> and then cut it. like, Damn. And then as soon as I cut it, they were like, shit can maybe you back? <laughs> can you grow it <laughs> yeah. please um, and then then after that it was it was a it was a kind of pretty tough time
1: because
0: mm. i went back home i had no money after that because uh, i'd spent it all trying to you know mm. over here and then i went back and i was and it just there i didn't i didn't work again for a long time Wow. Yeah. And it was very. I didn't very,
1: know there was such a break. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah. And then it was very it was interesting because I had things coming out, mm. which is, and you can ask any actor, and, and they're all in the same boat a lot of the time, where people are like, You're killing it. And you're like, <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> um, I'm
1: broken unemployed. I'm broken unemployed, <laughs> but I've got a film
0: coming out, so that's cool.
1: Yeah, of course, because by the time it comes <coughs> out, you're not filming it, anymore.
0: Yeah. Right. Like a lot of people struggle at the start and then might hit their stride. Yeah. Um, but it was interesting having such a good run for a long time mm. and then having nothing because yeah. that was a different experience because it's almost worse in a way because you know what it's like to work. Yeah. So you know you know what you're missing out on.
1: And it's so hard because in you know other jobs you have a little bit more control over. If you're feeling really motivated, it's like yeah. I'm gonna smash out a new product or I'm gonna you know you just buckle down and work. But you're kind of like I'm ready to buckle down and work. I've got all the motivation. Yeah. But yeah, there has to be a job for you to yeah. even do that. Yeah. It would be really hard. It was
0: it was difficult. But that year that year was probably the hardest year I've ever had and for a number of reasons. And at the time I was like, this is one of those formative years where mm-hmm. it's not really about the work, it's about you. So I changed a lot in that year in a mm-hmm. good way. Um and there was a lot of difficult change that happened. That's and then, the best kind of change. Oh, it was the best. And then and then around that time I was like, okay, well, I can't go to the states cuz I don't have the money to support myself. Um, there isn't any, you know, film or TV stuff happening in Australia that I'm right for. You know, I kept getting close and then not getting anything and mm-hmm. I was like, okay. And I'd always wanted to do theater cuz it scared the hell out of me. <laughs> and every and every actor I respect realistically has either started in theater or delved or into it at some point. Yeah. So I was like, I have no idea how to get into theatre, but this is what I think I should do and work on my craft. And I did. Um,
1: I didn't know that. Yeah, I did. I did a year
0: and a half of theatre. No
1: way. Yeah, so I
0: did, uh, which was quite funny. So it was this, I went in for this audition at Griffin. They didn't have uh, the title at the time. They didn't have a script at the time. Um, And I had no idea how you do a theatre audition. (laughs) I I was like, I I have no idea how this works because it's completely different. And there's a lot of people that, you know, have worked in theatre for years and years and years and it becomes very like a closed network
1: yeah and you're just like some outsider rocking up like hey well
0: yeah and a lot of theatre actors want to go into film and TV so if you're coming from film and TV into theatre it's a bit like
1: "Hmm, what are you doing why are you being greedy (laughs) why are you being greedy yeah like Come on, yeah. like leave some for the rest of us. Yeah, I was like, well, <laughs> it's not, you know,
0: it's, I just hadn't done that, so I wanted to do it. <laughs> and um, two minute noodles. Oh, and and so <laughs> I went, I went in, and I remember it was this funny monologue, and I set it in Centrelink, and I just did this angry rant at at the <laughs> theatre uh, <laughs> director, scared the shit out of her, actually, and uh, uh, and then I left, and I was like, I, fuck I don't it. know if that was what I was supposed to do. <laughs> Uh, and then I I went to Lebanon for the first time which was unbelievable uh, because I I wanted to know about my after doing the film Mm. uh, I wanted to know more about my roots and and heritage and history and that was an incredible experience and then uh, I got the role and the funny thing was at the time it was this it was this uh, amazing uh, playwright Declan Green it was an amazing director which is Lee Lewis and it just had all the right ingredients, but we didn't really have a full script and the title at the time was called Wrong, right? Yeah. So I'm over in Lebanon. I get a call and they're like, oh, okay, so you did the promo shoot for the stuff. It's it's all coming out. And then I get a text from a friend and it says, she was like, oh, I didn't know you were doing theatre. I was like, yeah, yeah, I am. How do you know that? And because this was happening at the Malt House in Melbourne and the Griffin in uh, Sydney and she sent the poster and it was just me.
1: Oh my God, by yourself. It
0: was just me and they changed the title. And I don't know, I, it, I'm it's, nervous. it's the homosexuals or-
1: F word. Yeah, yeah
0: F word, which yep. I don't want to say on here. But, yep. And I went, oh, my career's done.
1: Wait, that was the title? That was
0: the title. And I was like, my career's over. My career's no! over. No. I was like, what has happened? I
1: can't be associated with that I was word. Like, I was like,
0: I, oh my God. Anyway. I can't believe
1: they put
0: – w- you yeah. could
1: not make that the title now.
0: No, but they did and it was – And it, you know what was funny? It, it did so well and it was oh. one of those edgy kind of the – th- the amazing thing about theatre is it's of the time. Yes. So the art's being created of the time. Yeah. So at that time uh, it was a big commentary on where the whole LGBTIQ community was at. And, right. and it was just this satirical kind of farce which urged, you know, action and, and movement in that, in that department and um, it was an incredibly terrifying experience but oh, it, it did really well, thankfully and then after that, um, I did A View from the Bridge at the Old Fitz which was probably the the hardest yet yeah, definitely the most challenging experience I've ever had but wow. I had to play a Sicilian, Sicilian immigrant in the 1950s who sings jazz.
1: In an accent?
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. I had to speak <gasps> Sicilian the whole time. What? Yeah, so I, I spoke Sicilian and I had do you a Sicilian speak accent. at all? No.
1: Oh, my God. How do you remember lines in a language you don't know?
0: I don't. Uh, a lot of work.
1: <laughs> and it was funny as well.
0: Actually, what is it? It was like, Whoa. And so, it was, and it was so it was so funny because when we were learning it, like, had to learn the accent and we learned it with this guy that spoke like old school Sicilian and so we 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 learned the accent um myself and a guy called David Sanchem we're playing brothers and when we went to it and and you know started working the director the director's like listen no Australian audience is going to understand what you're saying <laughs> so you kind of have to you can't be that like <laughs> yeah, so you we have had to work to, on we, this had, we had to we had to like tone it down so
1: Oh my gosh that's insane It was insane
0: and so then I had to do singing lessons to learn how to sing jazz and, and all that kind of stuff as well, which terrified me. That terrified me so no cool. end. so cool. Yeah, I mean, I, love, I, lo- I do kind of love singing by myself and I yeah. love music, but singing in front of the audience terrifies me, and so I was like, okay, this is a good experience.
1: I think people always wonder how much you are cast for the skills you already have and then how much you're expected to yeah. learn from nothing.
0: Yeah, no, I had to – <laughs> I, I had this um, – this amazing singing teacher, his name was Max, and he, he gave me a lot of his time. He is an incredible person in a lot of different ways, but I remember <laughs> it was funny. He was doing a musical with Missy Higgins. Oh,
1: wow. Right? And she
0: was the lead. And he was like, Listen, uh, come to my house and we'll, you know, rehearse and all that kind of stuff. So I went to his house the first few times and he's like, Okay, good, you can sing. So I was like, Thank you. <laughs> and he goes, Hey, next week um, I'm at this rehearsal hall, just come in the lunch break and we can run it. And I got there and all these very skilled musical theater people were having lunch in the hall. So to, I thought I To
1: watch you while you practiced. Yeah. Oh,
0: so I thought oh, that oh. I thought that they were leaving and they just got out these lunch boxes and I was like, Wait, Max, are they staying? And he's like, Yeah yeah, just we'll just start here. Just and back, just you just play back. a note and I'd be like oh I'm like, I can't. And then as I was singing missy higgins walks in and sits (gasps) down and i was like my life is over
1: (laughs) i was like what have you done to me oh my gosh yeah
0: and so that happened um and and this is
1: a shy boy from bendigo oh my god wow yeah
0: every part of me was dying (laughs) and so that happened and then it all went well and the funniest thing was the last the last performance i invited some friends to to the show and uh one of them was working so abe was doing a new movie yeah. called Little Monsters with Lapita Nyong'o and yes! Josh Gad and my friend Alex England. And um, Abe got me in to, to come and do a couple of days just for like a cameo because he wanted to get the old film crew together. Anyway, I invited Alex, right? And the old Fitz, if you haven't been there, is very intimate and the closest audience member is like, you know, less than a meter away. Wow. Right? Okay. So, and we are in this, we were in the round. So, it was this very claustrophobic experience. Anyway, I get there and we, we go yeah. on stage and we're going through everything. And then right as I'm about to go sing, I look down and I'm like, in my head, I was like, is that Lupita Nyong'o?
1: Oh my God.
0: And I was like, nah, surely not. No. And so, I, fin- no. I finished the play. I we're, We've got like the rap party and I'm at the bar outside, and this woman comes up and she's like, I loved you in the play, you were so great, thank you. And I and was, it was like her. And I was like, Hi, I'm Lincoln. She goes, Lapita. And I was <gasps> like, Oh no <laughs> I was like, No. There's an Oscar winner in the
1: front like bro It was terrifying. It was terrifying.
0: She's she was amazing. But um so that was pretty funny. And then um
1: So that surprises me that you fangirl, because then Grand Hotel, you're with Eva Longoria all the time, yeah. who direct, she produced, directed,
0: both produced, directed, and acted,
1: and is in it, yeah, and has become a, a mentor to you as well yeah. and a friend. Yeah, like how do you not fangirl her all the time? Like just dying internally oh, when just, you meet famous people now. Oh, I just. Oh, now because now you're one of them.
0: No. <laughs> no, she's such a legend. The the way Grand Hotel came about was very unexpected. So I finished A View from the Bridge. Mm-hmm. At the time I left my American reps because I just, okay. I just felt like time, nothing seemed to be happening over here. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, I just need a change. Yeah. I just need a change. I need to get back Have another who call. I am. And, and so I booked a flight, uh, a trip to Europe with my brother uh, and my mum. Uh, I love
1: how close you are with your brother.
0: Uh, legend and and so we went to the arctic circle which was pretty incredible wow. yeah yeah yeah. and so that was the most amazing experience which uh my mom organized and she's like i just want to give you you guys a, an experience oh. you know you'll never have again which wow. was like the northern lights and we'll literally in minus 35 degree Jeez. like locations
1: no wonder you live in la now you're still out. oh yeah out. i'm still thawing out yeah
0: um and and then my brother and I went on a trip, just us, and, and I got back and I had to do another week run of the, of the theatre show. And I was planning to go to London again. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I was planning to go to London again, out of the blue, like literally, totally unexpected, um, I put down a tape for Grand Hotel and I almost didn't put down a tape because I ran You'd out of
1: time. you done t- like 10 auditions or Yeah, that day. yeah I ran out of yeah. time
0: and I just didn't want to do it crappy one and and oh that was the one gosh. i got so then what so cool. do you
1: actually just video tape reading lines or how do you that
0: one i went into a casting director and she videoed it and then uh okay so the way it works is you get you know usually 10 pages of dialogue and you learn it you go in and you, you just perform it. it yeah you know and they send it off um and it was funny because the day before i had been very close to this netflix thing Done like the last two, and I didn't get that, and I was like, "Stuff this!" I was like, <laughs> "I'm over everything. I'm ah, quitting. I'm quitting." Uh, and then, uh, and then the next day, got great hotel, and I was like, "No, oh, no, life's good. Oh, it was good. Oh, it was good." Oh my god! And then I had a two-week um, kind of crazy wait to see if the, I could get the visa in time. So that was incredibly <gasps> scary. Got the visa, got on a plane, went to Miami, got to Miami, started filming. Uh no. Got to Miami and got a call from Eva saying
1: she's like, "Hi, she called you."
0: Yeah, and she's like, basically saying, "I want to give you the Miami experience, Are you free t- uh, tomorrow night." And I was like, <laughs> "Yes, Eva Longoria, I am." I will make free time and make this schedule. And so, what a
1: legend! Oh, legend!
0: So we rock up. We're in this crazy hotel, um, and we we go to this. We get an Uber to the docks, and I meet some of. The other cast and we're walking, we're going, What is this? And they're like, I don't know. And we're walking, we're walking, and we see this like four tiered yacht and we're like that can't be it. And we keep walking, there's like a three tiered yacht, and we're like, that can't be it. And then we see like a other massive yachts and we're like, Where is she? And then we hear, You guys we look up and she's on the four tiered yacht. No. She's like, Come up, my Aussie, come up and I was like, Oh, and so I go up and she was just the most lovely human being in the world. And um we had this Amazing night With all the cast And you know Executives And then Everyone was kind of Having some drinks And And then At probably 10pm The showrunner goes He's like You guys know We've got the Network table read Tomorrow And I went What? And all the cast went What? And he's like Yeah Yeah with all the executives And we all went Okay that's my night Bye Bye going to Bye. bed <laughs> Put down the champagne And we all went And like I stayed I couldn't sleep I was so petrified Because it's a well known fact That a lot of people get recast
1: from the table read. From the table read, table read yeah. <gasps> Is that and when you literally just sit around a table and read your, your lines? You sit
0: around a table, there's usually executives from the network. There could be, you know, 50 people, there could be 10 people, but you just don't know. And I was the only non American playing in American. So I was. Were you the
1: only one? Yeah.
0: So I was oh. petrified. Um, and by the way, they hadn't really seen, they'd seen the tape but they hadn't done any further things. They just were like, you're the guy. So they were all kind of
1: like waiting wary
0: of they were like, you need to, you know, do well kind of thing.
1: Oh, anyway,
0: and it was funny. And we finished the table reading and I saw them kind of relax and I was like, oh, okay. And then I still didn't know where I was safe. And then one of the ADs came over and was like, okay, they're going to send you for the spray tan. And I was like, I am safe. I'm safe. I'm going to look like an Oompa Loompa, but I'm going to be safe. (laughs) And then, yeah.
1: That's crazy. And then
0: so we shot the pilot, which was the craziest two weeks ever because it was during Spring Break and Ultra Music Festival and we were staying in In the ritziest hotel in Miami. Nice. Uh
1: Nice. The rest of it was filmed in LA
0: though, right? Yeah. So that was the pilot and then we went back to LA and we had a three- like a three month wait And what people don't know is that with pilots mm. 5% of pilots get picked up
1: I know yeah. It's insane I heard this recently I was like
0: Like what? No, no pilots get picked up So it was Wow Yeah 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 And it's like hundreds of millions of dollars wasted um, But we luckily did get picked up And that was one of the best phone calls ever And um, they were like Do you want to fly to New York to go to the upfronts Which is where they you know, present the shows i would never been to New York Oh my god! And gosh. so I had the greatest New York experience. I came back. I went back home for a little bit to pack up all my stuff properly, and then <laughs> another uh, goodbye party. I d- said no goodbyes, uh, <laughs> and then you just ghosted out of Australia. everyone was like, "Oh, were you here?" We didn't care. Uh, and then I, I moved here, and then we they built the entire hotel set in L.A. almost to scale in L.A. in studios. That is either so side cool. Of of Avatar and Star Wars, <laughs> like it was insane. It oh was insane. Gosh. I used to walk down the hallway in, a, in my waiter's outfit, and uh, there'd be a stormtrooper walking towards me, That's... going onto a different stage, and we'd both be just standing outside waiting to go onto the, the you know stage. And I'd be like, <laughs> "Hey,
1: <laughs>
0: Star Wars," and he'd be like, "Uh, uh, what, no, um." I'm like, "Dude, come on!" He's uh, like, he,
1: <laughs> "It's a it's like, confidential." He's like, he's like, he's like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what an experience! It's crazy. It's just next level. Yeah,
0: it's 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 wild.
1: Were, were you just every day turning up to set like, what am I doing? This is insane. every single day insane. Every single day, yeah. Oh my god, and and you and the American accent, like, but also you being the only Australian, like, were they all. Listening to you because then you'd talk to them offset and you'd just be like, all oh, Australian, and then you'd be like, hey, yeah, it tri- like, tri- tri- tripped them out for a while. That's but, insane. Like, yeah. that's,
0: I mean, I like
1: how do you study that?
0: Um, an incredible woman, uh, Jenny Kent, she, uh, she was kind of the person I say, you know, helped me kind of Nail get it. the last 10% of the American accent. She, and it's funny because there's, there's so many te- you know, technical things you need to learn, with, yeah all the different sounds and all that kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, Americans have a different kind of confidence in the way they carry themselves and speak and all mm. that kind of stuff. And she was the one that kind of unlocked that. So she's in Melbourne. She helped me immensely. Um,
1: I think everyone just assumes that we all think we can do one and then when yeah. you guys go and do it, you just, yeah, you just well, funny use your childhood American accent. Like, you know. Yeah, well,
0: you kind of... you you. It's funny because you get over here and you realize that no one speaks in like Americans don't speak in an American accent. Like they don't speak in a perfect American accent where yeah. every sound is like this. Yeah, like they're a lot more laid back. And so I think it was just I, I'm not quite sure what the change was with me, but it just it, it just fit. And um,
1: does anyone not know that you're Australian? Like, yeah, who's
0: watched the show? Well, which was yeah, most all of them. No one. Wow. No one, yeah, no one. Like people come up and no one's ever known that I was Australian. That's
1: so cool. Which is cool.
0: And the and the, the the most, um, the biggest compliment was the editor, of, of the series. So he's the person that sees every single take, every outtake, every you know yeah. line fluff, everything. I went in to do ADR, so I'd like dubbing on lines. Uh, if there was, oh. if so, if there's like Noise airplanes or. or you know parties or whatever going on, yeah. you have to go in and redo the lines. And I walked in, I was like, "G'day, mate," and he went, w- "What? What?" <laughs> You're like, really good in Australian yeah. accent. It was, like, it was like, I had no idea. And I was like, that's awesome. That's that was, so cool. That was really
1: cool. Yeah. Yeah, I always think that. I'm like, what about actual Americans watching you and being like, yeah no, no. Australian? No. They couldn't tell no, that's no one so knew. Cool.
0: Yeah. Yeah, which I was very happy about because we worked very hard on it. But, um,
1: wow. Yeah.
0: So that was funny. Uh,.
1: What, a th- what an experience. Like, did you, are, are you famous here? Like, are, do people recognize oh, you? No, no, do you go to Whole Foods and people are like, hey, Danny. People
0: have been coming out, which is lovely. Um, and they're all, it's funny over here, cause I think the show tapped into an audience, which isn't usually identified on screen. Like mm. th- th- there's a heavy, you know, Latino audience that love the show and they, they come up and they're really excited. And so that's really lovely, um, but.
1: Basically, Link is one and- of the workers in the hotel. That's owned by the Santiago's yes. in Miami. Yes. And strikes up a little romance yes. with the daughter of I do. the hotel owner. I do.
0: Much to the disdain of my boss, who says, <laughs> "Don't fraternize with anyone." And I'm like, "There are rules." Uh huh. Uh huh. I'm not going to listen to you. Yeah. Um. <laughs>
1: there's some fraternizing.
0: Yeah. There's how did a, you How
1: did you deal with like kissing scenes and oh, the, in the very first in the pilot? He has to take his shirt off in the pool, and I was like, "How do you prepare for the whole world seeing I, watch, I watch
0: Nick in your workouts, and <laughs> just, just aspire to be like you two. <laughs> uh, I love
1: that. Nick. Nick will be so happy with that soundbite. Oh yeah, he'll be like everyone. just yeah, watch if I was that ever going if I was, was to me. ever get a body
0: double, I'd get Nick for sure. <laughs> um, oh no, there was a lot of working out going on uh, before that, but no, in terms of in terms of like on-screen kisses and sex scenes and all that kind of stuff, they're pretty hilarious. I mean, it's like...
1: there would be so many people in the room. There's like... so many.
0: They, they always have this... <laughs> there's this ongoing joke. It's called closed set. So, you know, when it, whenever it's, like, very intimate, which we didn't really have on Grand Hotel, but I've had it on other shows where it's a closed set. So They, it's, like, but,
1: take people out of the room. Yeah, yeah.
0: And... It's, like, only the vital people in the room. But there's... It, I, I can't tell the difference between a closed set and a normal set a lot of the time. Like, Is this there's Georgia
1: always It's so awkward, right? Yeah, yeah. And you're
0: wearing a... <laughs> You're wearing a thing called a cock sock.
1: Oh my God. Uh huh. Which is exactly what it sounds like. Uh huh.
0: Wow. Uh huh. And, wow. and, and, and that's it. And she's wearing like nipple pasties or like, you know, modesty gear. And it's just like, it's, <laughs> it's so ridiculous when you think about it. You're just like, where am I? Like, we're in the weirdest industry. Who does this? <laughs> that's like,
1: amazing. who does
0: this? And and Do yeah. you
1: just like I I would get in hysterics and then not be able to stop laughing? Like I just would like like how do you get yourself into serious mode? 'Cause I'd just I, put I take, the sock on and be like, Aah. I mean I take I take
0: great joy in trying to make other people laugh. So yeah, okay. so I would try and make people corpse on set, which is which corpsing is when you make the other person laugh. Oh my not god. To. Why is it called that? I don't I don't know, you Yeah, corpse. I would, I, don't I, know, would I, don't know. I would be
1: such an easy time. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd just be like Immediately.
0: <laughs> immediately. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's a very weird Situation and and I was so lucky because um, Denise Tons, who's playing uh, Alicia, who's my love interest, is just <laughs> a freaking interest. legend, she's and um, she's beautiful and so talented. So we just we had a really good um, rapport and mm. just had so much fun on set. So, it looked
1: like so much fun.
0: Yeah, and and it's funny because you can turn, and this has happened to me. We turn up literally on the first day, and you haven't spoken to you you know your castmate and. You might have to just kiss them straight away or go into it. Like, you haven't talked to them ever yeah. in, your <laughs> in your life. And there's like action, you're like, oh, I guess we're kissing. Okay, cool. Okay. And okay. we're
1: going to like act like there's chemistry, and, yeah, like we've yeah, known yeah. each other for ages. Yeah. Whereas
0: towards the end of the series, like Denise would go eat like a tuna sandwich. And, and, <laughs> I was going to say, I'd be like, oh, Denise, <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. I know. Yeah.
1: I love that stuff. I love hearing about all the stuff that happens behind the scenes that we only see the polished, like, finished oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: That's yeah. the best. It's like Instagram. I mean, there's just what 900 takes before that where it wasn't working. Yeah. so.
1: <laughs> oh well, that kind of leads to the next section. I realize I've run a, a bit short of time, which I do all the time because the way TA is like my favorite part. Let's but just do it. quickly, mm-hmm. Nay TA is just the biggest challenges that you've been through. Which I kind of think with imposter syndrome and self doubt, you've kind of covered a bit of those. Yep. But the show also just got cancelled, uh-huh. which I'm devastated about <laughs> because. The last episode was a cliffhanger. Firstly, what's next for you and yep. what does that mean? And then are there any other challenges along the way just for any aspiring actors out there that have been hard for you and in moving countries and all that stuff?
0: Yeah. Um, so in terms of the, the show's cancellation, I uh, it is sad, but it's also what a wonderful thing to have been a part of. Like I, I do get sad about those things, but I also get excited for what that opens up mm. in terms of opportunity. And I think you kind of have to have that mentality... I think the biggest the biggest currency of success in acting is longevity Mm -hmm. and so you kind of can't think of things within a decade time span you know you you, i want to do this for the rest of my life so it's like realistically you know you don't work for five years it's the worst thing in the world yes but that happens to a lot of actors Mm -hmm. and then they work for the rest of their lives so the fact that i've been given the opportunity to do a show like this I'm, i'm very grateful for and i also don't you you know, there there can be an entitlement with things that come, you know, an expectation and I try not to fall into that trap, you know, like you're not really owed anything in life and so I try and and be like that. (laughs) Obviously, it's hard sometimes but... The
1: resilience you would need as well for... Yeah,
0: yeah, you just have to get very good at... You have to be incredibly patient, you have to be resilient and one of my friends said the best thing which was... You know if you want to be in the big leagues you got to look at all these challenges as a positive as in you know it shows that you're in the arena you want to be in mm. you know if uh, this is the Olympics of acting and mm. you know in terms of a town so it's like yeah you of course you have to go through all these hardships otherwise no actor that has longevity and has you know done the things I want to do hasn't gone through Absolutely. hardships but it wasn't like it was a terribly difficult shoot. It was such a joy and such a pleasure. So,
1: and I'm it couldn't be a better launchpad for what comes a gra- next. It's great, and, and, and <laughs> you know what? It's
0: such a great footprint in America. And um, I just kind of want to, I want to keep surprising myself and and get on to the next thing that that scares me.
1: Oh, I can't wait to see yeah. what comes next. I know, especially then, with Eva Longoria on your uh, side, like <laughs> legend.
0: Um, but yeah, in terms of actors out there, I guess, I guess, just there's a lot of things in this industry that you can't control and you don't have security about. Mm-hmm. So in that time, there is a lot of downtime. There is a lot of waiting. Yes, you can try and make things happen for yourself so you can be proactive and you can write your own stuff and create your own stuff. And, and I think that is infinitely important. But I also would say that the more you know yourself and the more you refine yourself mm-hmm. in terms of how you work internally, that's, that's just as important as, as your resume. Like... Mm. You, you need to you need to have a good head on your shoulders when you come over here because there is just so many energies and they're big energies yeah, and gosh. and you can get lost in the noise yeah. and you need to find your quiet and your silence if you yeah. if you kind of want to stay in it.
1: Amazing.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, the very last two questions are: firstly, the three interesting things about you that don't normally come up in conversation. Three
0: interesting things,
1: and one of them can be wrapped up in that last idea of yeah of like play ta what you love doing that's not related to your work
0: um or
1: they can be like allergies or pet peeves or party tricks i
0: hate um, pet peeve um i hate when people are on their phones at a cinema
1: oh my god that's so interesting i
0: hate it i get i get like
1: (laughs) pay the actors attention no
0: just it just annoys me no end and i'm not i'm i'm pretty chill yeah i'm pretty chill and i hate i don't like conflict that much but i'll
1: that's one thing that you. I'll be like, like, can you please know? <laughs> like, yeah. Um.
0: But things that I don't know about me. Um. I love cooking. I love cooking. I oh want to open a restaurant one day.
1: Oh my god. Yeah.
0: That's that's my that's <gasps> my that's my aim. My dad was a restaurateur and he was an unbelievable chef. Uh. And I know it's an incredibly difficult business, but I I want one day to open up a restaurant and I want it so I can have you know friends and family come in and eat for free and just be. Hosted because there is that big Lebanese part of me that is like, I just want to entertain (laughs) Mother Nature and host and cook, you know, and just make people feel, feed the people, yeah, feel nurtured.
1: And last question what's your favorite quote?
0: Okay, I read this recently in a book called um, uh, Sarah Wilson's book. Oh, yeah, first we make the beast beautiful.
1: Oh, my god, and so
0: this was an excerpt from that, uh, which was quoted from uh, Ira Glass, yeah, from This American Life, yeah, but this I think really, um speaks to anyone in the arts or you know acting or anything like that it says nobody tells this to people who are beginners I wish someone told me all of us who do creative work we get into it because we have good taste but there is this gap for the first couple of years you make stuff it's just not that good it's trying to be good it has potential but it's not but your taste the thing that got you into the game is still killer and your taste is why your work disappoints you A lot of people never get past this phase, they quit. Most people I know who do interesting creative work went through years of this. We know our work doesn't have this special thing that we want it to have. We all go through this, and if you're just starting out or you're still in this phase, you gotta know it's normal and the most important thing you can do is a lot of work. It is only by going through a volume of work that you will close that gap and your work will be as good as your ambitions. And I took longer to figure out this than anyone I've ever met. It's going to take a while. It's normal to take a while. You've just got to fight your way through.
1: That's amazing. Yeah, yeah, and
0: I think there is this constant dissatisfaction with where we are, and oh, and this absolutely. kind of uh, void between what we, where we are, and what we want, and where we believe we should be and i think that dissatisfaction or that disappointment or um anxiety Mm. um i think it's good to remember that that is part of the reason we will get to where we want to go we just have to stay in it and stay patient and um keep ourselves afloat
1: amazing Well, thank you so much. This was amazing. You're amazing. So good to see you. Oh, sorry again about that quick wrap up. Link is just so easy to chat to. What an absolute legend. I cannot wait to see what he gets up to next. As always, I'd love for you to show him your support and share this episode. And there's a newly restocked flipbook for the best share each week. I can't believe we're coming to the final episodes of the year. I didn't take a break last year. I think it's literally been 65 weeks in a row of episodes, but I am going to take a couple of weeks this year just because most of you know now there is a CCA book coming your way so excited for this week's live show as well thank you so much to the 130 of you joining i can't wait to see you all i'm just still pinching myself that we even get to do it and that so many of you are joining for the ride what a dream we'll be sharing the recording as normal too in the next week or so with the gorgeous olivia molly rogers so if you missed out on tickets you'll still get the chat here hope you're having an amazing day and a seizing your yay